Hail and welcome to A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. I am Margot, your hostess with the Gnosis, and today we are revisiting an unfinished series, the Daily Magic series. Remember that? Uh, we left off on Mars and Tuesdays, uh, Tuesdays with Mars to be exact, but since it's been quite a while, uh, I want to give you guys all a refresher on this series as a whole. But first, how is everybody? <laughs> I can actually hear and comprehend your response through your listening device, just so you know. Uh, spring is getting closer, which makes this heat and plant life loving witch very happy. But I'm still working on coming out of what I've started calling wintering. Uh, I've been wintering hard. Um, that means occasionally changing out of my pajamas to put on sweats or anything equally comfortable. Uh, lots of streaming, probably too much streaming and not enough reading, which I've been trying to make up for the last few weeks. Uh, so also lots of reading. And besides the weekly visit to the office and the occasional social outing, which is pretty rare, uh, I really only go outside when my animals need me to. <laughs> it's been equally amazing and horrible. So I am ready to give my body and my whole lifestyle a wake up soon. So given that it's March 1st, and March is the month in which the spring equinox takes place, I'm pretty damn excited. Happy March. Be sure to blow some cinnamon in your door to invite some abundance and good fortune this month. And I look forward to watching the seasonal changes. Um, I don't know about the rest of you, but where I live in the Northeast, March can be a very volatile month where the weather is concerned. When I was in first grade, I believe, I was taught the phrase in like a lion and out like a lamb, uh, which explains the harsh weather at the beginning of the month, giving way to mild spring weather by the end of, end of the month. But these days, we really never know what we're going to get in March, and I'm not mad at it. At least it's not boring. Anyway, happy March. We have the beginning of spring um, and the uh, end, the beginning, no, the beginning of that pesky nonsense we call daylight savings time. But I do like a good long day. It doesn't actually change anything in the technical sense, but it does make me feel like I have more time to be productive because brains work funny in that way. So I am looking forward to spring. What else? Uh, I'm looking forward to Anahata's purpose. For those of you who know about the four-day and three-night festival retreat, tickets are officially on sale today. And for those of you who don't know, the event, which takes place Thursday, September 5th through Sunday, September 8th in Spring City, PA, features over 75 workshops on wellness, personal development, and explorations in spirituality, creativity, movement, plus much, much more. And music, amazing music each night. So it's a wellness retreat meets a music festival, which is pretty damn cool. Uh, and overall, it creates a community that is really, really fun and supportive and safe uh, and just pretty awesome. Check it out at anahataspurpose.com and maybe I'll see you there this year. What else? I really feel like catching up with you all today. So let's see. So I've been reading. Um, I'm reading a book called Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir, thanks to my book club, because it's probably one that I wouldn't have picked out for myself, but I'm really enjoying it. It's really unlocking a lot of new fears for me. 
Um, but it's also very sneakily teaching me some things about chemistry, physics, and astronomy that I didn't even know before. So that's fun. Also, I love Rocky. I love Rocky. Um, what else? I've also been digging into a new-ish book. I believe it was published last year. Uh, new Moon Magic, 13 Anti-Capitalist Tools for Resistance and Reenchantment by Risa Dickens and Amy Torok. They are the co-hosts of the podcast Missing Witches and the co-authors of the book Missing Witches, Recovering True Histories of Feminist Magic. Uh, it's really great so far, so I wanted to share a little bit about it. And when I finally carve out the time, I'll be updating the website in the blog specifically with some book reviews that I've been uh, meaning to do and I have fallen very far behind on. But about the book, uh, and this is the in the description, harness the power of lunar magic with 13 essential practices for the modern witch, one for each new moon of the year. Fresh, fierce, and unapologetically feminist, this is both a guidebook and a rallying cry, an intersectional and inclusive magical praxis that resists, disrupts, and opens the door to nourishment, abundant, and transformation. In New Moon Magic, Missing Witches authors Risa Dickens and Amy Torak offer witchy practices to change your life and reshape the world without falling prey to the commercialization that belies the true heart and power of magic. Witchcraft is praxis, how we do what we believe and how we make those beliefs manifest. New Moon Magic is an offering to all witches, honoring the craft's roots in centuries of empowerment, survival, and resistance, despite capitalism's attempts to co-opt and dilute its practice. Through historical research, interviews, and the author's own raw personal stories, New Moon Magic offers wisdom and guidance from real witches past and present. It shows you how to take up tools and practices, discover or rediscover your own magic, and nurture a witchcraft that creates instead of consumes. Really great stuff. Highly recommend. Um, <laughs> and the last new book that I've been reading is uh, The Dungeons and Dragons Player's Handbook. <laughs> because I'm joining a D&D group and learning how to play. I'm actually really super excited about this and have wanted to do this for a really long time. Um, and a couple dear friends of mine reached out to me to join and I said, hell yeah. Um, some of them you may know of, although I don't know if they really want me telling their business, so I won't name any names, but I am super excited. I created a character and all. It was so much fun, actually. And as you know, I love stories and I love storytelling. So creating this character and coming up with and writing out their backstory was extremely enjoyable for me. So here's hoping they don't immediately die. Um, I think I'm going to love this whole experience. Any D&D &D people out there? Remember, I can hear you. All right. So the next major lunar event coming up our way, or major by my standards, I guess, is the new moon in Pisces. And that is on Sunday, March 10th at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time the same day when we will be springing forward for daylight savings. So if your sleep pattern is already affected by lunar cycles, this one might be a doozy for you. Um, and if you are not ever affected by these events, please keep in mind that you are a very unique and magical freak of nature and literally no one will have the patience for your chipper ass on <laughs> that Sunday or probably the day after. So just be very careful. <laughs> 
I'm joking, of course, but still, let's all be patient with each other around and after the new moon and daylight savings because lack of sleep can make people, me, insane. Also me. So the new moon in Pisces is bringing us some watery new beginnings. Emotional and poetic Pisces is ruled by water and is an extremely intuitive and creative sign. Um, if you're an artist, you may feel a powerful pull towards your craft again or towards a new project, or some of us may simply feel compelled to chill out with some really good music and just vibe. However, some of us might also be feeling a little overcome with some extreme sensitivity and hyper-awareness of our surroundings, making us feel overstimulated in all the unwanted ways. Remember that we are really good at hurting our own feelings, so pay attention to your moon sign to help you to see uh, how and why these feelings might be bubbling up to the surface now. It may help to understand them a little better and also to stop them from taking over. Know your enemy, you know what I mean? Um, not that any part of us is our enemy, but it certainly can feel that way sometimes, and understanding the issue is really the only way to be able to effectively address it. So. If this starts to happen, wait and see, and try to surrender and go with the flow until things become more clear. It's time to be the hangman. And if you do need to communicate something of an emotional nature, remember to be honest, vulnerable, and speak to people the way you would like to be spoken to. In the meantime, maybe try a creative outlet. Um, find a creative outlet or an activity that offers catharsis. And try not to act on your emotions because they can actually be lying to you. Remember, you're sleepy too. <laughs> so let's do our best because it's all we can do. All warnings aside, it's a great time to set some new intentions, obviously, with the new moon, especially as the ultimate celebration of new beginnings, the spring equinox, is right around the corner. And visionary Pisces is extremely helpful in the areas of creating your vision for the future. Let your heart and your imagination guide you. All right. So the daily magic series. We are at messages from Mercury on Wednesdays since we last left off with kick-ass Mars on Tuesdays. But a refresher first. So when I started the series of daily and planetary magic, I was struck by how heavy an influence is placed on the learning and understanding of the moon phases for beginners in witchcraft. And yes, I agree that it's a very useful and important bit of knowledge and understanding to have, but it's not the only important influence worth learning in the beginning of your journey. And as we know, the moon is in constant movement, always either waxing, full, waning, or new, and everything in between. But very similar and just as influential are the days of the week and their planetary or astrological rulers. Sunday is ruled by the sun, Monday the moon, Tuesday Mars, Wednesday Mercury, where we're at now, Thursday Jupiter, Friday Venus, where we started in this series, and Saturday is ruled by Saturn. All of these bring unique and powerful magical influences and even more opportunities to fine-tune your magic for efficacy as well as personal fulfillment. So why not learn that right away, right? Um, 
And you could, if you choose to, eventually move on to splitting the day up into the hours that are also ruled by different astrological and zodiacal elements. There are countless ways to customize and focus our magic. You could work with the sun's position, the moon's alignment, the season, the day of the week, and the hour all at once. That's some heavily assisted magic. For now, we're keeping it simple with daily magic. So, these planetary influences also help with your understanding of astrology, for instance, your birth chart, uh, mythology and lore, and the nature of our little world as it relates to the great wide universe that it inhabits. Anyway, I hope that was a useful and understandable refresher. Let's dive into the next installment. It will be our penultimate installment in this series as we will be finishing up with Thursdays and Jupiter. So... Mercury. Renesheso refers to Mercury as the magical messenger and soul guide in her book, Planets for Pagans, Sacred Sites, Ancient Lore, and Magical Stargazing. Raven Digitalis says Mercury will aid in communication in his book, Planetary Spells and Rituals, Practicing Dark and Light Magic Aligned with the Cosmic Bodies. And it is referred to as an ambassador a bridge to understanding and the connector of opposite forces in the library of Esoterica's astrology. Mercury, as we know, is the closest planet to the sun, and as such, it has the fastest orbit. For this reason, the Romans likened it to the fleet-footed messenger of the gods, Mercury, or Hermes in Greek, who was the son of Jupiter, or Zeus in Greek, and the Pleiad Maya, Mercury ruled over trade and commerce and acted as a messenger between the gods as well as the mortal world. This association with communication and travel reflects Mercury's swiftness and agility, characteristics that are again reflected in the planet's fast orbit around the sun. The planet undergoes rapid and unpredictable changes, which is where the term mercurial comes from. We may realize this is this also explains the planet's very common and not-so-wonderful habit of going into retrograde as often as it does. Retrograde, as we know, is an illusion that causes a planet to appear to stop movement and even move backwards from our perspective. And since Mercury passes Earth quite a bit, we see this occur somewhat often. And during this time, all things that Mercury rules over, communication and technology especially, seem to experience a breakdown. We'll dive further into all things that changeable Mercury rules over in just a minute. So Mercury is the closest planet to the sun, moving swiftly by our comparisons, but it's also the smallest of the planets and nearly impossible for us Earthlings to see with the naked eye. This near invisibility has only fueled its mythic associations with cleverness, elusiveness, and cunning. For this reason, mental skills, wit, and intelligence are all also falling under the rule of this speedy, questing planet. Love a quest. Mercury would be great at D&D. <laughs> but we are also given associations in this way with the trickster. The Roman Mercury Greek Hermes was known to play pranks on the other gods and mortals, often using his wit and cleverness to outsmart them. This aspect of Mercury's character adds depth to his mythological persona and highlights his versatility as a deity. In fact, many trickster spirits and gods in many pantheons are associated with the planet Mercury, 
including Legwaeshu, Coyote, and the Roman Mercury himself, who is sometimes considered the Prince of Thieves. Aside from being associated with all aspects of trade and commerce, uh, he was believed to oversee financial transactions and was often invoked by merchants and traders for prosperity and success in business endeavors. We also find his connection to communication, intellect, and cunning, things easily tied to the facilitation of commerce and trade. But we also see Mercury having mythical associations with the psychopomp, a spirit or deity that guides souls to the afterlife or the place of the dead. Thoth, the ibis-headed Egyptian god who was associated with Mercury, is both the inventor of languages and numbers and a psychopomp. Hermes, the Greek equivalent to the Roman Mercury, was the messenger and herald of the gods, as well as a patron of travelers and an assistant in the conducting of souls in life-death-life transitions. A guide to souls. The Norse Odin, or Woden in the Germanic spelling, from whom we get the name for Wednesday, was also a psychopomp for those who died honorably. He ruled over war, magic, poetry, and quick-wittedness, as well as being the chief of the gods in the Norse pantheon. And he was not afraid to gamble. Odin bartered one of his eyes for a drink from the Well of Wisdom and suspended himself in limbo for nine days in exchange for the knowledge of the runes. He has raven companions, Munin, or memory, and Hugin, or thought, who act as messengers, helping him to send and receive those messages. Or he sometimes simply shapeshifts into a raven himself. Something I want to point out and add, if you're a Neil Gaiman fan, actually, is then you re- if you might recall that in American Gods, the god Odin travels undercover using the name Mr. Wednesday. And another attribute of Mercury that I want to speak on is the either-or energy of Mercury when it comes to gender, transgender, and gender shifting. Mercury is the only planet that is not considered exclusively masculine or feminine in its polarity. Instead, it shifts depending upon its position and is considered objective. For this reason, non-gendered, gender-shifting, and transgendered deities are also associated with Mercury. Ninshubar, The assistant and messenger to Inanna is found to be female in some texts and then male in other texts. Uh, The deity Ardhana Rishvara from the Hindu pantheon is portrayed as split down the middle with masculine physical features and garb on one side and feminine on the other. The biological term hermaphrodite is the blending of the names for the gods Hermes and Aphrodite and is used to explain those born with both male and female organs. Back to Odin. Along his spiritual journey, he sought to learn magic from Freya, and as such was mocked for being unmanly, as magic was considered the realm and expertise of women. All of these are connected to Mercury, who seems to embody an existence that is above and beyond gendering, taking on both and neither at the same time. I know, and I'm getting to the point, 
I know many of us may be seeking guidance and assistance in the areas of support for individuals who today find themselves othered and marginalized because of their deviation in the eyes of gender-obsessed cogs in the machines of oppression. Mercury and deities or spirits associated with them can be called upon for assistance here. And maybe Mars, Saturn, and Pluto can lend a hand with uh, warrior spirit, consequences, and the crumbling of broken systems. They're always a good time in these shitty situations. After this, I'm going to smash some things. But let's get back on track with Mercury and Wednesdays. So we know that Wednesday, derived from Woden's Day, is named for the Norse chief of the gods who could give two shits about so-called gender norms, Odin. And he, as well, is strongly connected to and associated with the influences of the planet Mercury. So let's talk about what Wednesdays and Mercury rule over in the realms of astrology, magic, and life in general. In astrology, each day of the week is associated with a celestial body, as we've covered, and Wednesday is associated with the planet Mercury. Mercury is linked with communication, intellect, travel, and commerce. And the association of Wednesday with Mercury aligns with its symbolism of mental agility, communication skills, and adaptability. For this reason, Wednesday is often considered a favorable sorry, <laughs> a favorable day for magical workings, particularly those related to communication, education, creativity, and intellectual pursuits. Practitioners of witchcraft and other magical traditions may choose Wednesday for spellcasting, divination, or other rituals aimed at enhancing mental abilities, fostering communication, or seeking inspiration. Let's go over some associations, properties, and correspondences for Wednesday. Wednesday, Woden's Day, Hump Day, Mercury Day. Both Mercury and Wednesdays are heavily influenced by the air element, which is also strongly associated with all areas of communication, intellect, ideas, messages, swiftness, and change, like the winds of change. And it is Wednesdays are ruled by, as we know, Mercury. Mercury also rules over the zodiac sign Gemini, the twins, the curious, unpredictable, clever, and outstanding communicators, and Virgo, the maiden, mentally focused, logical, hardworking, and analytical. Tarot cards associated with Wednesdays are the magician, we've been talking about him a lot lately, and the wheel of fortune. Wednesdays are also associated with the number three. In numerology, the number often represents the joining of creativity and expression and invites you to unleash your creative spirit, exploring and communicating with zest. Deities and spirits associated with Wednesdays are Athena, Hermes, Mercury, Odin, Anubis, Anansi, Castor and Pollux, Ganesha, Saints Cosmo and Damien, as well as Saint Expedite, Shango, and the angel Raphael, among many others. Metals associated with Wednesdays are Mercury, of course, and Quicksilver. Crystals, gemstones, and minerals include agate, amethyst, aventurine, lodestone, opal, star ruby, and turquoise. And colors are yellow, which is also a color of the air element, 
indigo, purple, and violet in Western traditions, and also green in some Eastern traditions. Some plant spirits associated with Wednesdays include dill, jasmine, lavender, lily of the valley, almond, anise, fenugreek, lemongrass, southernwood, and fern, as well as aspen, hazel, and rowan. And some spell work that can be focused on on Wednesdays in particular include money spells, glamour spells, spells for communication or communing with spirits, uh, spells for inspiration and ideas or creative expression, air magic, all forms of air magic. Um, I said communing with spirits, but you could also commune with guides or deities as well. Spells for laying down tricks, magic for swiftness of action or change, crossroads magic, divination of all kinds, uh, introspection, travel magic, and magic for wisdom and knowledge. And it's a great day to learn new areas of magic, especially ceremonial or hermetic. Now, before I let you go, I'm actually going to share a spell from Planetary Spells and Rituals by Raven Digitalis, specifically in the Mercury section. Now, I'm going to share the spell and a few details, but there's a lot more in this book. Um, there's a lot more specifically about this spell, and there are tons of spells focused on each planetary influence and many other ways that you can focus your magic and work with the influences and the energies that are all around us all the time. This book is fantastic, and the spell that I decided to share for Mercury is Mental Clutter, Mental Clarity, a Sachet for Study. This spell bag can be ideal for a person who is engaging in metaphysical studies, whether in an occult school, training coven, or other type of structured esoteric program. One can reap particular benefits by creating a charm to aid in the progressive work. Occult information can seem daunting and even incomprehensible if a person is beginning a system of study into new information. Just as the universe is infinite, the amount of wisdom we can attain is just as limitless. Crafting a bag such as this can help to keep the mind focused and inspired, knowing that the endless road of knowledge is being embarked upon. So, you will need one candle each in the colors white, yellow, and orange, benzoin, incense resin, or storax, a round incense burning charcoal disc and sand um, in a dish or sensor or heat safe, you know, your, your, your uh, incense burner, uh, a small square of aluminum foil, an orange permanent marker, an orange drawstring sachet bag, one stone each of citrine, turquoise, and moonstone, and eight black-eyed peas uh, or black-eyed beans or yellow-eyed beans. And finally, you will need any combination of the herbs caraway, cinnamon, clove, dill, eyebright, ginkgo, jasmine, peppermint, rosemary, sage, spearmint, thistle, milk thistle or blessed thistle, vervain, or white whorehound. Uh, it's a good idea to keep this bag close to you as much as possible if you take a book bag to school or you can stick it in there um, if you do most of your work at home on the computer, place it nearby that. So 
You will begin by casting a circle, calling the quarters, chanting, or raising energy as you normally would, performing protective exercises, and altering your consciousness. Clear your mind, bring focus to your breath, and meditate for at least a few minutes. When ready, begin the spell. Ignite the candles and benzoin incense. Once the incense is billowing, face east. Raise your arms above you, close your eyes, and bellow. Now remember, east is air. The air element is located in the eastern quarter. East and air rule over all of these areas. Uh, So you will say, spirits of study, hear me now. Mercury and the muses, those of thought, mind, and intellect, spirits of air and will, aid me in my working. Venerated keepers of the mental plane, assist in all of my studies, here on forth. Grab the aluminum foil and marker. On one side, draw the air symbol, the right side up triangle with a line through it. On the other, draw the symbol for Mercury. Fold this three times and place it in the bag. Next, add the stones. While adding the turquoise, say, Mercury, bear witness. Fill this bag that it may radiate with knowledge. Add the citrine, saying, through all my days. And then finally add the moonstone, saying, and all my nights. Slowly add the eight black-eyed peas one by one. While doing this, think about your studies. Imagine yourself understanding all of the information you're presented and see yourself succeeding in your chosen area of study. To top off the bag, add the mixture of herbs. When finished, tie the bag and hold it in the incense smoke, say eight times. Now enchanted, this charm is mine. I carry wisdom through all time. From the ears into the mind, there is no knowledge I cannot find, so mote it be. Thank Mercury and the other spirits present and close the circle as you normally would. Now, I made a minor um, I made a minor alteration to that spell. And like I said, there is much more information available in that book. So I highly recommend that you check it out. Um, if you can get it at your library, awesome. If you can purchase it for yourself, awesome. But I super duper recommend that book. Uh, and when I share that spell on the spell archive at asforagrimony.com. I will include a link if you are interested in purchasing it for yourself. All right. That is all that I have for you today. So please be well and have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you're listening. If you'd like some more content, please go to aisforagrimony.com, where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, the living grimoire, and soon to come, the coven shop. You can follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony. That's an underscore in between each word over on threads under the same exact handle, or you can like my Facebook page at facebook.com slash A is for agrimony. Want to contact me? Shoot an email to reachmargo at A is for agrimony.com. And if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join the community over on Patreon at patreon.com slash A is for Agrimony, where I share early release, unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells, occasional bonus content, and more to come. Again, thank you for listening. Be well and have an amazing weekend.